0: it's that time again. It's time for the 3-in-1 podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, the land, give it up for Ian Lamont Morgan.
1: Leave a comment if you think I should give my own answer. Thank you.
0: This just in, there were no comments. (laughs) And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan Boomer So, as you can tell, we are missing one so far hopefully he'll join us a little bit later but Ian how are things going in the land of Cleve
1: man everything is swell in the land um my Browns man another big win on Sunday Cavs are out here cavaliering really hard they're messing and, up the tank man and yeah, they are and Indians are about to mortgage the future it's great how are you
0: I am doing great. It's another wonderful, chilly day here in the capital city, and I'm counting down the days until spring. That's a long countdown. It is a long countdown, but it'll be worth it. I miss the longer days. I miss the warmer temperatures. You don't have to think about wearing a coat. It's,
1: I long for those days. It's all about the finer things with you, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's what I'm all about. I'm bougie. I'm bougie.
0: So you were talking about your calves and how they can't tank right, but I tell you one team that is tanking correctly. It is the Chicago <laughs> Bulls. Um, it I has been, <laughs> it has been a wild um, week for the Bulls, um, losing by a record 56 points to the Celtics, and then coach doing a practice the next day after a back-to-back. Um, There's been some other interesting coaching practices uh, (laughs) by new Bulls coach Jim Boylan, the other Jim Boylan, uh, not the former Cavalier Jim Boylan, but the other one. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. But what are your thoughts on this turmoil
1: in Chicago with these young Bulls? I'm just waiting to see who OG Bobby Porter's hit this year. That like yeah. that's that's the only thing that's missing is for him to just I don't know, just to steal on Zach Levine and end this season or something like that. I could just see like I could see Jim Boylan just at practice, like, y'all go run like, until <laughs> I say stop running. And,
0: and Bobby Portis is just sitting there staring at him. All right, now Bobby, go work on your free throws, now y'all
1: run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, like De- De- like Derrick Rose with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> he was just Derrick over on the, on the side. The- just just <laughs> um (laughs) yo, it's um it's nuts to me that um um that that things have transpired the way that they have um i definitely cannot see boylan uh coaching them past this year um i hope he finishes the the year he's not an he's not an interim coach he's the actual they hired him as the coach right i can't see boylan coaching them past this year (laughs) i mean i i I understand, you know, uh contracts and, and you know, you wanna you wanna establish some type of continuity, but this can't be the type of continuity you wanna establish. Um <laughs> but it's it's I mean they're they're losing ball games successfully, like you mentioned. Um that's pretty much the only thing that's going right in Chicago. Here's the thing, is that I my question kinda becomes can you negatively set foundation for a culture <laughs> Even like you're tanking, everybody knows it. It is what it is. It's interesting because they got talent on the team. But, yeah. I mean, apparently just not enough. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's if it's chemistry. I don't know what the case is. Clearly the organization is a mess. And aside from when you had the best player of all time and when Derek oh, Rose. Oh, you're talking about Derek Rose? yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. The second best player of all time, <laughs> uh, Michael Jeffrey jo- Jordan. Oh, I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler so you're talking about. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jimmy didn't go Super Saiyan until he went to Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, aside from those two instances when you got D-Rose and when you had MJ, like, this organization is actually terrible. Yeah. Um, and so here we are. We, you know, we see this. And I don't know if they're setting the foundation for a good future moving forward. So yeah, you get top picks. You know, you, if you want Zion, great. If you want Barrett, that's awesome. Um, but clearly talent collection does not equal um, uh, trending in the right direction. So uh, they, they need a process. Where, where's Joel? Where is he? Where is Hired, same hanky, and let's get this tank started. Please.
0: Yeah, I think this gar packs, uh you know. Uh, Bill Paxson and Gar Foreman has just been a lesson in futility. Um, yeah. You know, they went and fired Tom Thibodeau, brought in Thibodeau, excuse me, uh, and brought in Fred Hoiberg and then never gave him a roster for the system he wanted to run. Um, they finally, you know, lead into the tank, get rid of all their high-priced players. Um, coming into a year they know is going to be rebuilding, and then they fire him in the middle of this rebuild, and then now they're dealing with this bizarre coaching situation where Jim Boylan, not that Jim Boylan, the other jim Boylan <laughs> right. is, um is i don't know coaching this team like it matters um so at first so at at the first, I was on the player side um one of the bizarre things from this is that Jim Boylan was actually having these guys running suicides, which for me, it's just bizarre having grown men and people that are making millions of dollars running <laughs> suicides. Um, and they are having some practices right after games, practices before the back-to-back, in the middle of the back-to-back, and then the day after the back-to-back. Um, and then, you know, the players come back, and they um, after they lose by 56, coach calls a practice the next day. 56. Uh, and then the players are talking about oh we need to boycott not go to practice blah 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 which i understand if you're like a veteran team if you're the spurs or even the warriors yeah and you're like look we shouldn't have to like this is ridiculous we need to stand up for ourselves but these are a mostly 24 and 25 year olds are or, or even younger than that um outside of like robin lopez this is just a bunch of young guys and then y'all just lost by 56 points um. clearly y'all need some practice Um.
1: Yeah.
0: so so that's where I kind of switched at first I was like you know that's ridiculous having these grown men running suicides and I was like y'all lost by 56 points y'all gotta get this thing together Um. and then you look at this roster the roster is not that bad to where they need to be losing by 56 points to anybody Um. you know you look at in the Easter conference you know I'm sorry to say this Ian but they're more talented than the Cavs more talented than the Hawks, more talented than the Knicks without KCP, and maybe on par with Brooklyn, maybe a little bit better than Brooklyn, and they're dead last. Um, Other than Phoenix, who ironically probably has more talent than they do, they just don't have a point guard or a real plan for their future.
1: Um, Did I pick Phoenix? Never mind. You may have. That sounds like an Ian pick right there. Dark Hey man, I was just trying to Trying to stir up some stuff. I mean, no, go 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 ahead. I don't want to cut off your point.
0: But yeah, I just this team is is underachieved. Jabari Parker. You, you, who would think that a guy that told you in his introductory press conference that he is not paid for defense is not paying, playing defense? <laughs> um, yeah, and who would have thought a team with without a point guard, or excuse me, a good point guard. Is it playing well? Or a team that missed Laurie Markkinen, its best player, for the first fourth of the season, is it playing well? Um, but at the end of the day, you got to buck up, go to practice, and get better. Y'all just lost by 56 points. You really don't have a leg to stand on. If you won one of those two games or won the game, you know, won the game before the practice, okay, you got a little bit of a gripe. If you're at 500, you have a little bit of a gripe. But y'all just lost by 56 points and you've won six games this year. I I really don't want to hear about, oh, we don't need to be practicing right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of couple things we really got to look at. Shout out to Fred Hoyberg who I think is the branch manager of the local call center. <laughs> but clearly he is the GOAT uh, coach-wise because – Right after he sky. gets fired, right after he gets fired, uh, the Bulls lose by fifty six. Mind you, here's the here's the interesting part: is that the day before they suffered that loss, they beat the Thunder. Yep. By two. <clears throat> now, one could say, you know, second night of a back to back, that's why they lost the way they did. But nah, not not fifty six. Maybe maybe twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe thirty five. <laughs> fifty six like you you never intended to actually you know make the game anywhere near, um but all of this turmoil, you know, the near mutiny uh uh the contacting the players association, all the stuff that took place, it must have worked because they came out and yesterday they only lost by nineteen, and mm. so I think that uh you know it's it's only sunny skies moving forward in the city of Chicago,
0: well, it can't get any darker.
1: I don't know what else could happen. I don't, the coach boycotts the players will probably be the next step. <laughs> it's just crazy that the players' association got called on Jim Boylan. like on, not the and, other Jim Boiling, and, and and not Tom Thibodeau. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's so true.
0: And, man, this team, you, when you look at their roster, you know, people were talking about, oh, this could be, you know, a surprise team in the East. They've got a good little nucleus. Yep. And it is not working. But who would have thought a team with that started the season as with campaign as a starting court, starting point guard did not win games? Who would have thought? Golly. Raise your oh. hand if you remembered campaign and before I just said his name.
1: Uh... I actually do everything I can to forget him. <laughs> I hate him as a player, and I definitely want like somebody to steal all the all the souls to his sneakers every time he goes out to play. <laughs> I hate watching that dude. Yeah, I have no idea what his game even looks like at all.
0: I just know that he dances.
1: That's, that's it. Yeah, that's about it.
0: Um, well, we're gonna talk about a player who's actually doing well and that is early Rookie of the Year favorite Luka Doncic. Um, we talked about him a lot coming up into the draft, um, was a part of that high-profile trade between the Dallas Mavericks and the Atlanta Hawks, who traded down to get Luka, to get a Trey Young. Dallas was able to get Luka, and he has been lighting up the league so far this year. Dallas has kind of been a surprise right now, sitting at 14-11 and 11 so far, um, and are right now, Square in the eighth spot for the playoffs. Um, and Luka's been putting up some pretty impressive numbers in the absence of Dirk Nowitzki. So far, he's averaging 17 points per game, um, almost 18 points a game, leading the Mavericks. Also averaging six assists, four, excuse me, six rebounds, four assists. Um, really been hitting cl- clutch shots, really been a leader for this team. How impressed have you been with the young Serbian rookie? Um,.
1: I've been very impressed. Uh, he's definitely um he's definitely my rookie of the year. Uh Dusko Slovenia. He's not from Serbia. Sorry, Slovenia. Good oh. Team. I would not have been able to correct that cuz uh, <laughs> I had no idea. But um yeah, yeah, I mean, we knew we knew he was going to come into the league and farewell. Uh he he has um experience. Um you know, he's he's been playing professionally. Uh, overseas and and you know he's only uh is he is that right he's 19 19 goodness gracious um but the boy is bad i mean he's shown um uh, i've seen extremely solid play from him handling the rock passing the rock shooting the ball uh creating on the drive um i have not seen a mature game at such a young age since you know the likes of lebron james i can't even give t-mac um, that type of credit. It took him time to develop. It took Kobe time to develop. Um, uh, LeBron came in and, and he was pretty much gonna get you 28 and five um, right off the bat. And looking at Luca, I mean, right now he's at about 18 seven and and four and a half. And so um, it, it's definitely an unprecedented amount of success. Um, you know, Ayton's playing well for a team that's not doing anything. Um, Trey young is playing pretty well for a team that's not doing anything again. Um, for them to average, you know, 15 and, uh, Trey is 15, like seven assists, eight and is 16 and 10 boards. It's impressive stuff. But again, uh, what is it that you're actually doing? What's the, what's the, what's the nature of what's the context I should say of your impact. Yeah. And in Lucas case, um, it's not just putting up numbers, Um, it's putting up numbers it's providing stability that team looks to be playing as a unit Um, Dennis Smith Jr. who I personally was expecting a breakout season statistically um, has taken a step back scoring wise Uh, now you know health has been a concern for him but I think that's I think that's significant uh, because right now I mean, and and DJ was he was he was a he was a star. He was supposed to be emerging, and and Luca kind of took the thunder of that backcourt, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm I'm super impressed. I I could go on all day. Um, is it sustainable? I, that's the part that I think is the most impressive. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is, and I think um, um, second to to Jason Tatum, who to me had one of the best postseasons I've ever seen last year. I think we'll see Luka Doncic do this uh, from a rookie, in, from a rookie. Excuse me, <laughs> right? From anybody <laughs> ever. Um, the yeah. greatest postseason <laughs> you have ever seen happen uh, last year. Yeah, I've, I've never seen a rookie light it up like I saw Jason Tatum did last year. But I, I think we'll see Luka come in. He just, I mean, he looked like an old man, um, um, old man's game in a nineteen-year-old's body. Man, it's it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, just the way he's able to control the game, um, you know. Obviously, he's the primary playmaker for
0: that team. I mean, the most impressive thing that i had seen from him so far was just this personal 11-0 run that he had against the Rockets to uh, win that game after they had been trailing in that fourth quarter, and he single-handedly um, put that team on his back. And that's his. First of all, his step back is lethal. Yeah. Um, and much like James Harden, he has that stop that start and stop ability um to kind of freeze you and get into the paint. And with his size, um, his ability to play make, his shooting, he's shooting about thirty seven, thirty-eight percent from three right now. Um, you know, he's just a really impressive player. Yep. Um and you know, talking about this is sustainable, you know, unlike these other rookies, he played in, in a Euro league where he played that long Euro league season. So he's not gonna hit the same rookie wall that other guys are gonna hit. Yeah. Um when the college so he, conditioning runs out. Right. Um he's been through wars against grown men, you know, starting as a teenager. Um so you know, this team is missing Dirk right now. Obviously this is, you know, if it, if this isn't the last year, it's one of the last couple of years for Dirk. But are they now missing has- Dirk? Well, um, I'm, they're literally missing Dirk, I don't I know get about. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get you. Um, but they they actually have somebody that they can hand the torch to and and somebody that could be the face of the franchise. Um, and that's got to be exciting for Dallas. What, you know, looking back at the draft, you got to look at teams like Sacramento and Phoenix. I mean, Sac-, Sac both of those teams, especially Phoenix could really use a guy like Luka Doncic next to Uh, a Devin Booker a guy who could do a lot of that playmaking move Devin Booker back off the ball um and take some of that pressure off of him in the perimeter um man when you think back to what that combination could have been like um Atlanta also has to be kind of kicking themselves because now Luka Doncic is looking like a franchise centerpiece um and if you had him in Atlanta um, where they can't really, they're not, haven't really been able to attract stars to come there and free agents. Um, but to get somebody who could be the face of your franchise and a guy that's going to have, um, some global reach opportunities, you got to be kicking yourself
1: for that. Yeah, I definitely would. I just cancel everything about Phoenix. Just, I, I, and here's the thing. DeAndre Aiden is, I mean, let's, we're not going to pretend like he was not, you know, considered the number one pick by many. By yeah. many, but again, it depend. It, it's a question of what is it that you're trying to do, right? Um, and and for Phoenix, you know, they made certain moves like getting Trevor Ariza, just just some interesting things that made it seem like they were trying to win. And you got to think you would go with you know the the guy who has the experience playing against grown men. And I mean, Aiden's a cent- he's a great centerpiece, and I think he could be a really really good center. But especially with the way that the game is changing and how it's being played. Now you need somebody in the backcourt that can, and they didn't even get a point guard. <laughs> I mean, a is, they had Tyler Uless, and then they released him during the offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I think we'll see how it turns out. I think each organization, I can understand why they did what they did, but, yeah, making making Sacramento and Phoenix look real bad right now. And now we're excited to welcome,
0: from Cincinnati, Ohio, he's back, Keith Turner, Jr., What's up, everybody? Uh, good to be here. Good to uh, be back. Looks like
2: y'all talked basketball already, so y'all got this stuff that's not important over already. Let's talk about oh. the things that are most important right now. we still in football wow. season. Let's talk. Let's, wow. talk. You know, let's
0: talk. Let's talk some college basketball. We're going to talk about not. Penn upsetting <laughs> Villanova. <laughs> Coach, so K. The and Coach K. Coach <laughs> K. <laughs> the big news over the weekend was... Kyler Murray winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah uh, We yeah. talked about that last week, and some of us predicted that he might steal it. <laughs> Boomer Sooner. I so, guess, you guys, man. do you feel like Kyler Murray deserves this? Um, and what does this mean for the Oklahoma uh, for Oklahoma Sooners as a football and quarterback powerhouse? Continue.
2: Um, man, first of all, yes, I do think he deserves it. Um as as we remember on last week's show, I was struggling because I had a conviction that I felt like he may pull it out. Um but I went with Tua anyways, not trusting my gut, and I should have. Um uh, but I'm extremely happy for Kyler. Um he did it in the in the air on with with his feet. Um, legs and feet. Right. Legs you know. No 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 no, no. 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 Let's not get started on that. Um. No. But um, I'm extremely happy for him. You know, two Oklahoma Sooners back to back winning the Eisman Trophy, uh, sure. is 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 big for them. Um. I mean, I think I think what it really means is that you know. Um, Oklahoma has to continue to find guys who's going to be great dual threat quarterbacks, like the two that have just won the Heisman, honestly. Uh, <laughs> they, they can't survive with a, a, uh, I don't know how they would do with just a Dwayne Haskins type of quarterback who just flings it everywhere. Um, but wow, good for them. Uh, good for Coach Riley. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy for him and I am very excited to see what he's going to do against Alabama. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I, um, <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to say the Sooners anywhere because I don't want Malcolm to chime in with his Boomer Sooner. Boomer um, Sooner, it's uh, and I, I, I fight song. And want. I want him to keep that same energy the next time we go nuts about Ohio State doing something. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yo, did, I'm sorry, Kyler was a he was a transfer from A and M too, right? Yep. So I, so all my upcoming quarterbacks, clearly that is the path to success in college football clearly. is you go to A&M and for whatever reason you transfer to Oklahoma. Um, because two years straight, we've had Heisman Trophy winners <laughs> <laughs> um, do that. I think, um, no, definitely Kyler, he, he deserved it. We talked about it. His numbers you can't dispute um you know what he did towards the end of the season um um was special uh and, and like you, like we said you know with two going down uh he had a good amount of momentum um because he you know he he finished off he he finished the season in in the fashion that they should put his team in position to capitalize in the playoff uh should should they have a chance and and they lo and behold they're in there And so um yeah it becomes all the rave all the storyline uh going into the uh going into the game against Bama. Um I think the other thing of note is uh I think this signifies the definite need for uh, Oklahoma to start uh uh scouting their next head coach. I think Lincoln Riley's out of there. I think and um going uh, where? I honestly knowing that he's going to be highly sought after for these NFL jobs um, you come into a situation where you've just coached up the, the last two Heisman trophy winners. I I think Lincoln's going to the league. Uh, Baker Mayfield wow. has had some comments, you okay. know, saying saying some things, you know, about um, about Lincoln being ready and whether or not, you know, that's what he chooses to do. And it was wrapped around a lot of diplomatic uh, jargon. But I'm I'm just I'm I'm throwing in uh uh my my, my hat uh to Hot say tape. that Hot just, I definitely I really do think he's moving on but even if he does not when has Oklahoma been a hotter school to go to like when when has Oklahoma been a, a more solid and mind you I mean we got what stoops um, um some other areas of, of, of really great Switzer, I mean, Switzer was right, right. Um, so I'm saying like there's there's been some definite um, um, years and and eras when being an Oklahoma Sooner was was a great, great, great attribute as far as the uh, athlete. But if I'm a high schooler right now and I'm looking at programs that are really maximizing, especially their quarterback play, uh, Oklahoma's they're they're near the top of the list. And so you know, I think it's a it's dope. Has some implications um, for for future. Uh, uh collegiate showdowns and and i'm looking forward to it so shout out to kyler congratulations to the oklahoma sooners boomer sooner yep yeah um you know i
0: i'll be the first to say early this year i, I wasn't sure if kyler could be this successful um coming after the legend that is baker plant the flag mayfield <laughs> um but he really surprised me with being able to grasp this offense. Um yeah. and not just be a threat running the ball, which um I saw early on when he, had, when he was at A and M, but really being a threat as a passer as well, um and really bringing this offense to a whole nother level. Um I would lo- I I would love to have him for another year, but obviously he's got opportunities to make some money um in a different sport. Um, but yeah, this was big, and I think it was really key how he finished off the year. Those two big wins against West Virginia and the rematch against Texas um what he was able to do in those games to in west virginia um hold off a team that was fighting for a big 12 championship berth and then to get the rematch and to beat texas a team that you know forced him to have some bad turnovers in the first game um i think that really put him over the top and then Tua being slowed down by injury and not quite being up to the standard he had been earlier in the year um you know you got to be impressed with that um So, yeah, um, early Heisman favorites for next year. Who you guys got? Dwayne Haskins, number one. You think he's coming back? Yes, I do.
1: I actually think the same. I I mean, it's a long shot because he just had an amazing season. Yeah. But I think he'll win another year under Coach Day, and I think he'll, uh, well, who knows? Who knows what these cats are going to do? But another year um, to get a shot at the title I think would be great.
0: Yeah, Haskins is definitely a good pick, but I'll also add um, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, another year of coach, college coaching for him. I think he'll be in a good position. Um, to think of anybody else off the top of my head, and I'm drawing blanks. Um, Yeah, yeah. those are my favorites. Yeah. There is There is a transfer quarterback out there that could be an interesting option for the Sooners. One, Khalil Tate from Arizona is transferring. Uh, wouldn't that be bizarre if he ended
1: up at Oklahoma? <laughs> Seriously. That would first, be- he, first, he's got to go to a though. He's got to go to A&M first. <laughs> no, well, Baker came from Texas Tech. Ha- oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Well, he got to go somewhere through Texas. <laughs> so,
0: All right, well. We will do more college football playoff talk in the next couple weeks, but let's go ahead and transition to the NFL, and we'll start off with the wild finish between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Um, I was looking at the score on um, on my ESPN app while I was out, and I saw that it was close, and then I got the alert (laughs) that how Miami had won. And first of all, you guys, first impressions seeing that video – Um, for the first time obviously when you see that headline come across you don't know what to expect but then when you have to see the video it just makes it even crazier but what did you guys think
2: here's the thing this is what bill belichick gets for putting rob gronkowski out there on the last play of the game knowing he ain't got no type of speed knowing that you know at the end of the day you got to get a receiver out there with speed yes you want a guy who may be able to um Get up in the air and potentially either catch the ball, bat it down, or whatever. But Rob Gronkowski looked mm-hmm. awful, awful trying to take an angle to, tack King, uh, to uh, tackle Kenyon Drake. Um, that's what they get, you know. If that's if that's Cordell Patterson, if that's you know. Uh, Josh Gordon, any of those, right? right. Anyone else? They probably Tom make Brady. that tackle.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, put the coach out there, man. Good Lord, like, um, it's bad. It was really bad. Woody Hayes
0: would have made that tackle. I mean, <laughs>
2: I mean, heck, I'm, I'm at the point where Stevie Wonder may have, honestly, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my goodness, Ray Charles, anyone? Um, but, but no, seriously, that's. I mean, honestly, I that's what they get. And, uh, it's, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Um, God, you just, that's just a, gr- I was watching reactions to it, like from New England fans and it was just glorious. Um, they were stunned, they were cussing, they were everything. I mean, so yeah, that's, you, you put some of your best guys out there with speed who in case something goes wrong, they could at least try to catch a guy, but Gronk, yeah. you know, he hobbled his way to try to get him, and there was no way he was catching them. So
1: I uh, listen if I'm a New Orleans if, 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 I'm sorry if I'm a New England Patriots <laughs> player or coach or water boy or cheerleader I'm not going to Miami I'm not watching Miami Heat games I'm not. I don't want. I don't want a Spanish girlfriend because I don't want to call you're her. Playing, you're not playing Will Smith's Welcome to you, Miami. You, I'm not listening to Welcome to Miami. I don't want a Spanish girlfriend because I don't want to call her mommy. Just because it's too close. Like I, I like nothing at all because every time they go to Miami, just like strange stuff happens. I don't know why they struggle against the Dolphins like they do, but I just want to. Um, I'm feeling like Danny Amendola. You know, they asked him about it, and he said, "I've never seen anything like that in my entire life." It was yeah. it was bleep crazy. That's and <laughs> that's that's really all. Like it was it was crazy. Now, mind you, we're in the culture. We watch Sports Center. You know, we've been watching crazy plays happen for years in college. In no no no, normally it's like high school when there's like twelve laterals in in a. Mm-hmm. Two minute play, and then they end up scoring to win the game the right right <laughs> they they tackle the goal post, it falls, and everything like that, <laughs> but that's just it. You expect to see that in you know chaotic, undisciplined, just you know kind of crazy settings, but listen, in the pros against the the current standing dynasty of this generation. To see that happen against them was just it was weird. Like Keith mentioned, Rob Gronkowski looked like Tom Brady when they tried to throw him that pass uh, <laughs> in the play, in the playoffs last year. Like it was it was weird, but it was great at the same time. I I got so much gratification out of seeing that happen. And uh I will watch that clip probably biannually <laughs> for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh man, it was Seeing the video, you know, well, first of all, as a team, as, you know, we've all been fans of teams on that last play of the game, they do those laterals and it usually ends up going horribly. Somebody does a forward pass or somebody just completely fumbles the ball out of bounds or yep. somebody forgets to lateral and just thinks they're going to run 90 yards on their own. Just usually just doesn't go well. So for it to go picture perfectly um, is one thing. The other thing is, there's a couple different instances in this game where the Patriots could have locked up this game. Um, starting at right before the half, when Tom Brady takes that sack, um, at the half and the time runs out and they're not able to put either uh, a touchdown or a field goal. They were up six at that point. They could have opened up the lead to nine and possibly even 13. Um, which obviously will give them some momentum going into the half. That's a big play, and then the two drives in the fourth quarter where they had to settle for field goals um, really allowed this play to happen. Um, you know, if if New England is able to put uh, a touchdown on the board, or even a uh, yeah touchdown, especially on that last drive. Um, where they went sixty nine yards and left sixteen seconds on the clock that could have really sealed that would have sealed the game. But when you leave open opportunities, um, this is what can happen. Um, Here is my question. This is just a random, this is a stat boy question. I'm looking at the box score, and Canyon Drake gets credit for a sixty nine yard pass from Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How does that work? <laughs> when you caught two laterals before. How does he get credit for that Honest. as a
2: pass? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why. That's how I was. I was curious about how that was going to work with fantasy because at the end of the day, he didn't catch it. It was lateral to him, which would yeah. technically be considered a run at that point, or right? A fumble. Or a fumble or a fumble or something, or something. right? Who knows, man? I, I don't know. I it can't. It doesn't make sense for me at all, honestly.
1: I'm sure every I, time I need, somebody I need someone
2: to come in and make make it make sense.
1: Uh, I can tell you how it works. It's too much work to do anything other than that. <laughs> and I bet every time somebody asks about it, whoever the like the guy is in, in the stat room, he just turns on the clip. It's like, man, wasn't that crazy? It just slowly eases his way out the room or something.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I don't know how else you would I don't know how else you would do it if you're not just giving one person credit. Yeah. And just like was it Kenny Stills that
0: caught the pass? Does he get credit for a catch? Or does he lose credit because he lateraled it? Anyway, if you had uh, Kenyon Drake in fantasy, congratulations to you. They mm-hmm.
2: they,
1: they should do it like only, sacks. That's the only
2: play he had all right. game. Yeah,
0: right, right,
1: right. <laughs> gave
2: any type of points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they should do it like they do sacks and give each of them a third of a touchdown. A third of a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's real
0: quick. Um, we'll go to a Bengals update from our Bengals oh, reporter live oh, on the scene. My <laughs> we are on Marvin Lewis watch year 16. What is the state of the Bengals, Keith?
2: Um, I'm at the point where we need to tank the rest of the season, lose every game and try to get the highest draft pick you can. Um, wow. we, we don't need to win anymore. We don't need to try to prove nothing. We're already severely banged up. Let's not get Joe Mixon hurt anymore. Uh, I mean, not anymore, but let's not risk him getting hurt. Um, he has been balling for us. He has proven himself. I think that's enough. We, but we need help. We need help, number one. Number two, uh, Mike McCarthy should be called ASAP, like ASAP, um, to try to turn this program around. But again, my conspiracy theory is that Marvin Lewis still has something on the Brown family. Uh, so he'll probably end up being the coach again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's all around bad. Uh, Tyler I can never stay healthy. Uh, Andy Dalton has always been a just an average quarterback. So we're just at the point where we need to clean house, um, and uh yeah, so I'm lose these last three games. Let's try to get the best draft pick we can get. We need a lot of help everywhere, honestly. Um, I wouldn't mind trying to go after a quarterback that could take over for Andy. Um there's other teams who Eli I'm Glad Manning sure... will be available. No, no, <laughs> thank you. Um heck, I, you know, I would love to have someone other than Andy in under the helm. Um i mean, I'm where's, sure someone AJ tell... McCarron. Never mind. Uh oh yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, while Mark Sanchez is still playing. Sanchez. And Sanchez. The Sanchez. And Kaepernick is still not on the field. Yo, Lord, it's crazy.
1: It's crazy. Um,
2: but, yeah, that's, that's that's the only place that's, the bingos are at. We need to tank the rest of the season, y'all. That's it. Um, the higher the draft pick, the better, because, Lord, do we need help. So, um, yeah, I mean, get Hugh out of here. Get Marvin out of here.
0: Um, oh, I'm here for the Hugh movement. I'm here for Hugh. Hugh Jackson gets hired, hires Marvin Lewis as his defensive coordinator. <laughs>
1: stop. stop!
0: Just stop! Just stop! Stop Man. it all together. Just just clean house completely. Um,
2: yeah, that's where I'm at. So.
0: Oof. So you? I was. I guess there's. I was, my final question was going to be: Is there any hope? But it does not appear. As no. Though no. No hope. There no is hope. any hope. No. Absolutely. Any young players that you've been impressed by so far this year?
2: <sighs> Can I mention Joe Mixon again? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Tyler Boyd had another great season. Um, I, I think you know he's definitely a guy who will be able to make a lot of plays for us, you know. And I think the thing that makes him most dangerous is when AJ Green is in the lineup because it takes mm-hmm. it takes a yep. lot of you know it takes a lot of pressure off of him. Um, he's not a guy who is going to be able to kill a guy like Jay, uh, like Jalen Ramsey or you know some of your better corners, but he is a dangerous weapon that we have. And with a healthy AJ Green, if ever, good lord, Tyler Eifert could get healthy, those three are a nightmare. Um, but you know we need Dalton to to be consistent. We need our old line to be consistent, and that's never the case. So um, yeah, I mean, I think I think him, I think. William Jackson III is still a, a guy that is a great. I think he's going to be a great corner. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick still sucks to me. Um, yeah, and and oh, and gosh, I have loved what I've seen from Sam Hubbard this year. Um, mm. Great, great pick um, by you know. That's one thing I can say about Marvin. He he drafts pretty well. That's the only thing I can only thing I can say. That's why I wouldn't mind if he went into a. You know, front office type of position because he can he can still draft. Um, he just can't coach. So those are guys that I'm you know pretty excited about. Um, Cedric play he needs to quit playing football altogether. Um, yep, I'm dead serious.
0: Um, and that's all I got. Man, I do. I really do like Tyler Boyd. I liked him in college too. Um, yeah, if they could, if they can get healthy and get some good quarterback play, who's who's the quarterback you want? that's available that would be available
2: honestly um depending on when we pick
0: um is herbert coming out he said that he's coming back but he it's not official yet
2: yeah um honestly i would take either him kyler murray or or will greer at this point um hmm. i think it'd be interesting to see um if what type of you know nfl quarterback kyler would be but Honestly, I would probably like Will Greer um, or or Herbert if, if they come out. But, you know, Lord knows it's not happening. So we're going to stick with Andy Dalton, and we're just going to ride it out and continue to be mediocre Cincinnati
0: Bengals. No hope here, especially while Mike Brown's our owner. So Well, we'll go to... I can't believe I'm saying this a more hopeful franchise very very the Cleveland Browns are our Browns reporter sitting outside of the Browns practice facility as we speak and what is the
1: status of the Browns so far this year <laughs> um the status is um uh, vastly improved um great win against the Panthers um yeah. Just in the game that featured a lot of um back and forth. Um a lot of I mean, they scored seven, we scored seven. Uh they scored ten, we scored ten. Even down the field goals it was pretty much even and in the fourth we were able to pull away. Um, Panthers really just kinda dropped the ball on a couple opportunities, but there were some uh some really key defensive plays um, that kept us in the ball game. Miles Garrett is yet a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. even even when he's not getting sacks. Um, he is always uh, putting pressure uh, on the pocket, um, putting pressure on the quarterback, and so it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. On the day when we did not have uh, Denzel Ward, uh, to see the defense step up, and not that Carolina has a plethora of talent. In their receiving core, um, I believe, what was it, Curtis Samuel uh, was their number one option uh, on Sunday. And so uh, that's something that, for some reason, the Panthers still have not been able to reconcile how to get receivers. I mean, D.J. Moore is good, but they still have not been able to reconcile that. And I think he got injured in this game. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Browns are are looking really, really solid. Um I know that we're technically still in the playoff hunt. I just don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, but just to you know, be able to have that conversation to see how this team is playing right now, um, it's hard for me to forget the loss to, to New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where we're a kicker away from winning. It's hard for me to forget the loss to Oakland. It's hard for me to forget the tie because if those games go differently, you know we're tops in the division absolutely Um, but Mm -hmm. just the fact that that's the reality um given where we've been the last few years and the last ever uh you kind of got to be encouraged so shout out to the browns uh baker's looking solid once again jarvis Mm -hmm. landry uh, i'm glad they're getting him involved in the game in different ways they still need to do better about getting him uh, the ball in general passing Mm -hmm. uh but So for us to have an underwhelming receiving core outside of Jarvis um, and Nick Chubb being a Rook, uh, Baker being a Rook, um, and and for us to be doing what we're doing, it's it's pretty special. And uh, it's it's hard not to be very excited here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can't help but wonder if Hugh Jackson was not the coach at all,
1: um,
2: all season, like would the Browns be first place in the division? And the answer could definitely be yes. Now, granted, <sighs> there's, there's some issues within kicking. We all know about you guys' as kicking woes earlier in the season that cost you a couple games. However, I'm just saying, would you guys be in a completely different, you know, um, dynamic uh, if he was not the head coach? We don't know. Don't, we will never know. So.
1: It's just an interesting question. Because, um, I mean, remember, Ty Haley was still here, too. And he was That's he true. was he was for all intents and purposes he was calling the plays. Um, now, ultimately, yeah, it was Hugh that made the call to start Tyrod instead of Baker. But mm-hmm. I, we, we've talked about that. I and what did I do. tell you guys? <sighs> Well, we'll never know what Baker would have looked like if he played it coming right out the gate. He, he could have looked like he's looking now, making solid plays, 18-22s, being very I efficient. It, i tell
2: you this much. Or he could have looked like much. he
1: did early in the preseason when he was looking like uh, Sam Darnold. Listen, all I'm saying is y'all
2: probably would be leading the division if he was. And that's all I'm saying,
1: so I'm saying. All this Hugh hate. This is just because no. you got Hugh now. No, 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 no Hugh <laughs> hate. No Hugh defensive hate. Defensive coordinator. I'm I'm defensive right. right. Defensive I'm just assistant the to the head coach. I got you.
2: I, I I'm just ask, asking the question, Ian, for all you know, subjective thoughts. Asking it's, the question.
1: It's, it's worth. It's definitely worth thinking about. Yep. So more yeah, hope there the than listen. More hope there
2: than Cincinnati, and that's been. That's been sheesh. I don't uh, know the last time I can hear. I I heard at least that Cleveland was more excited about their football team than us here in Cincinnati. I
1: don't know. Joe Mixon is a problem in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, but just our whole
2: team cannot. Listen, I'd be more excited to have Baker Mayfield as my quarterback right now than Andy Dalton. That's for sure.
1: I mean, that's one position. To for have sure. A.J. Green, have to, uh, Tyler Eifert, to have Tyler Boyd, to have Joe Mixon, you know, and a defense that is serviceable but needs a lot of work. you all's defense is head over heels better than ours right now. I got you. I'm just saying. I, I see lots of reason for optimism in Cincinnati too. I, I really not, think y'all are y'all are a quarterback away from making we're that. We're a
2: quarterback and an owner away. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's not keep forgetting that Mike Brown is still our owner.
0: So, well. You guys, there's still hope. And I, I, I've been impressed, obviously, by ba- Baker. Um, he had a, a throw this past week. I didn't think he had that kind of arm, but he laced it. Um talk about the driver's lane G throw? Yeah. Woo! That throw
2: was um, I pretty, was, man.
0: It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Chubb has really come up. He was one of the backs that we talked about earlier um, during our preview. Um, how are they going to kind of balance out those carries? And it looks like he's kind of emerging as the number one back there. Um and surprisingly, Carlos Hyde has kind of fallen back, you know, in that three-man rotation a little bit.
1: They um, they, they traded him. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Where did he get traded to? I think it was Jacksonville. No, was it? Yeah, Jacksonville. Was it Jacksonville wow. or Tennessee? Yeah. One of those two. He's
2: he's, Maybe on he's... J- he's with Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Maybe he's the bad look charm because I forgot he existed <laughs> this, yeah, this and that's
2: why, And that's why most of us were thinking that Fournette was probably going to be out the rest of the season because it just makes no sense for them to have – fournette hyde and yeldon
0: yeah huh but yeah um and then jokos had a solid season i actually thought jarvis landry would have a bigger year um you know he's been good but not great um so if they can get him going and he's kind of gotten going these last couple games um you know this this offense has the potential to be pretty good um going down the stretch but we are three games away From the end of the season, yes, the NFL season is slowly coming to a close, which means playoff football is right around the corner. Yes. So let's start looking at the playoff picture in the NFC. So far, the Saints and the Rams are battling for the number one overall seed in the NFC. They both have already clinched the playoffs and won their divisions. Yep. Um, The other division (laughs) leaders... Um, Chicago Bears at nine and four, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys at eight and five, mm-hmm. and right now sitting in the two wild card spots, uh, Seattle Seahawks at eight and five, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings at six and six. Yep. what do you, who, who do you guys think is going to win these divisions, the remaining divisions, and then who are your wild card teams with three games left?
2: You know, I think I think the way that it is, I think of course. You're going to have L.A., New Orleans. Um, I'm going to, of course, believe that Chicago is not going to lose all three games. They're going to win their division. And I do believe Dallas is going to win their division as well. Um, gosh, guys, I think Seattle's definitely going to get the first wild card spot. And... I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Carolina even though that's who I want to say. So I'm going to say Philly's going to get it together and uh, pull that last I believe they have yeah, so they have
0: who who do they have left? If I'm looking at their schedule right now. I'm looking at Carolina. Carolina has to do Orleans twice in the last yeah, 3 years. Oh, I don't like They're best, toast. They're done. That's why I don't like that's why I don't
2: like uh, Carolina at all. Um, I was trying to look at Philly's schedule, but I it won't give it to There it is. All right. Ooh, so they have the Rams, the Texans, and the Redskins. I don't like any of those matchups for them either.
0: Mm, so, the Redskins, I don't mind. The Redskins are starting Mark Sanchez <laughs> or Josh Johnson.
2: Yeah, but I but I don't like their matchup with 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 uh, the Texans, and I don't like their matchup with the Rams either, oh. especially at at LA. So Sanchez, Sanchez. Yep. I guess it'll be Seattle and. Gosh, guys, I, mm. I, I guess Minnesota will keep it. I mean, <laughs> goodness. I mean, I don't see. I mean, they have the Dolphins, the Lions, and then the Bears. They'll probably win two of those three games, which the Eagles probably will not win two. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the way they're playing, Carolina will probably not beat New Orleans once. Honestly, they may beat the well, Falcons. It
0: New Orleans might sit at, at that last game. They may be sitting players by that. That game. is it true. Is. That's the only Carolina hope. Carolina does have a shot there.
2: I'd probably say Carolina or Minnesota. I'd probably give the edge to Minnesota just because of the games they have left.
1: Uh, well, wait. I don't want to cut you off. I actually agree with everything you just said, so it's not very exciting there. <laughs> so, so I guess I'll talk AFC. Um yeah. We gonna, yeah. Wait. Hold on. What? Oh, what
0: what, oh, what,
1: what just... does Malcolm think? Yeah. Before we switch conferences,
0: in, Before oh. we transition too far. My uh, bad. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I agree. Chicago. I think is going to win the division. There. They're already up two games. Um, and that weird Minnesota group Green Bay tie is going to bite somebody in the butt. Um, Seattle. I think um is going to clinch as well soon. Yep. I.
1: That's if, crazy. If
0: Philly, if Philadelphia wasn't playing LA, I would I would give them the edge to get in because they do have that one game against this completely demoralized Washington team. Yep. Um, and but Minnesota has just been so inconsistent this year. Yep. Um, some games they look like a contender, and the next game they just won't show up. Mm-hmm. Carolina, the fact that they have to play New Orleans twice worries me, and they're not playing well at all right now. Nope. Um, so I guess I'll I'll keep with the, with the same, but if if I will say if New Orleans rests their guys in that last game of the year and Carolina can win that game the week before, I think they've also got a shot because um Minnesota, I'm just not sure if I trust them to play consistently completely down the down the stretch. Yep. Um looking at their schedule, they play the Dolphins Lions <laughs> and end the season against the Bears. Yep. Uh, I mean, and they just fired their offensive coordinator. Yep. You know, everything is not all right there. So I think Carolina is my, is my, I want to pick Carolina for some reason. Yeah. Um, They
2: just, Cam Newton has not looked good at all these last few games at all.
0: No. the defense hasn't been very, the other thing is that their defense just hasn't been as good as it's been in past years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton literally threw them out of the game this this yeah. past Sunday. Like, on the first pass of their possession, he threw a pick. Um, and it was a <laughs> bad pass. But, I mean, as far as New Orleans, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, you know, they made sit guys last week of the season. What's their incentive, though, is to, what, finish first in the conference, um, which comes down to, what, them and the Rams. Yeah. Um, and the, given the fact that they had the same record now, I just can't see New Orleans doing that. And this may be me just wanting to completely eliminate any conversation about the Panthers. Um, I don't know what I have against the Panthers. I'm sorry, Carolina. Uh, great people, great cities. I just, I just don't like the Panthers. But um, yo, just a quick sidebar: if Pete Carroll is not a consideration for coach of the year, something's wrong. When mm-hmm. this man, yeah, well, they mortgage the entire defense. Um yeah. and don't have a lot going on offense, but when Russell Wilson and the band of misfit toys have dipped and dunked their way to an eight and five record and probably gonna be in the playoffs, that is that's nuts. Ah uh, man, I I probably couldn't give it to him
2: over O'Brien down in Houston, bro. Couldn't do no no no, it, no no no
1: not 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 winner, but
2: he has to, oh, okay. he has to
1: be in the top three voting.
2: Okay, okay. I thought you were saying, like, he should win for sure. Okay, I got you. No, no, sure. no, no,
1: no. It's too much. I'm not Not with McVay and what's going on in Chicago, what's going on in Kansas City. Like, okay, not even top three then. Top I was going to say, five. yeah. Yeah, bro. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. We have already eliminated Pete Carroll. Own, so. <laughs> Pete Carroll <laughs> no longer in consideration. <laughs> that lasted all of 10 minutes. So. Right.
2: Seriously. Not even 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, shoot.
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move over to the AFC. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs have clinched their playoff spot in their division. Yeah. Um, and they have a two-game lead on the Patriots for home field in the AFC. Um, Patriots are winning their division, Houston, is winning that vaunted AFC South that no one wants to win every year? Wait, hold on. The it's, Chiefs, the Chiefs haven't clinched their
2: division yet, right? Because the Chargers are ten and three.
0: Um. Okay. No, they just clinched their playoff spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they play this week. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and then Steelers are up in their division by a thread. Um. At seven and five in the last two playoff spots, we got the Chargers at ten and three, and the Baltimore Ravens at seven and six. Mm. Hmm. What are you guys' predictions? Oh, by the way, before we get started, Keith, if you have our picks from last week, get those ready. I got you. So go ahead, picks for the AFC.
1: Man, oh man. Okay.
2: I think he's okay. going to do it, y'all. He's going to do it. Uh, <laughs> he's going to do it. Cleveland in seven. I hear it coming.
1: Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Cabs in <a> three. <laughs> Cavs in three is it's so <laughs> crazy. Uh, Patriots are going one out. Um, that's what I see happening in the East. Dolphins, thanks for playing. Um, I, I do, I don't see the, the Chiefs collapsing, Um, even though the Chargers, I mean, they finish off favorably with the Ravens, and I guess you could say the Broncos is favorably. Um, yeah, but I, I think the Chiefs roll on. Um, I was trying to contemplate some type of, you know, random upset because I think the Seahawks might take that game against them um, on the 23rd, but we'll see what happens. Either way, uh, I think Kansas City goes ahead makes it boring, and they take the West. (laughs) Uh, The South, um, yeah, interesting situation. I just don't believe in the Colts or the Titans enough. Uh, to think that they will be able to do offensively what they need to do. Um, Colts, especially against the Cowboys coming up this coming week. Yeah, they got the Giants, but then they play the Titans, which I think this is one of those situations where the fact that they have that matchup there, it kind of shoots everybody in the foot. Um, Because I think that the Titans, of course, will win these first two games and then lose to the Colts. And I think all, all things work together to just make the Texans' path uh that much more sure. So no real intrigue in the South for me. This doggone AFC North of which mm. of which we all we all just live in this in this big pish posh of, of craziness. Steelers are going down against the Patriots. Mm. Steelers are going down against the Saints. Mm-hmm. What happens against the Bengals? Is the story Spoiler of the alert. is the story of the season, um, and if Andy Dalton's not back, then I think that pretty much sums that up, and we don't have anything much else to talk about. The thing is that then makes the Steelers eight seven and one, mm-hmm. um, and the Browns would be eight seven and one Steelers on on the tiebreaker, and so then that would have them taking the north um but that put the browns i I don't know what all the logistics are i'm not that crazy mad scientist guy who's worked out all of the all of the crazy (laughs) scenarios for the browns to make it in but i'm not going to pick them to make to make it into the playoffs i think the chargers um and i actually have the colts getting that other wild card spot so you who do you
0: have winning the who do you have winning the north
1: steelers okay but I do have them time with the same record as Cleveland, so sim- symbolically we'll win. Well, yeah, I I looked at the Steelers'
0: schedule and they may be in trouble about making yep. the playoffs. Yeah, um, and I I wouldn't sleep on that Bengals game. It's a late. It's a, it'll be the last game of the year. You know that Marvel Lewis is going to be coaching for his job, baby. Stop, um, stop. And uh, <laughs> at that point in the year, people are really playing for pride. They're going to want to play spoiler. Um, that game, I think, is going to be closer than people think. Ooh, um, and James um, Conner's out for the year, right? Or at least for, oh,
1: I mean, no, yeah, for may, the next He may come weeks. back this
2: week. He may come back this week.
1: Oh, okay. Um, that's,
2: a, that's something to watch.
0: So I think, um, you know, Kansas City and... In San Diego are in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the big game this weekend, but I think Kansas City will win the division because I'm not picking against the Chiefs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> New England is going to win the AFC East. Houston, I have winning the AFC South. Um, I- I'm actually going to go with the Ravens to win the AFC North.
1: Oh,
0: um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has given that team a spark. The defense is. I believe they're the number one scoring defense of the whole NFL right now. Um, Are they above Chicago? Yeah, I think scoring defense, at least coming into last week, they were. Um, I haven't checked the latest, but coming into last week, they were the number one scoring defense. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Baltimore is going to win that division. And then it's going to come down to um, the Colts and the Steelers looking at the Colts they've got a tough game this week which we will talk about shortly. Um they have the Giants and then they have the Titans to end the year. Um the Giants are well the Giants. Um <laughs> the Cowboys. Both these teams are hot coming into this game so this could be that could be a good game. I'm going to go I think the Colts get in. I think I think the Steelers are are going to be the odd team out and I think mm. the Chargers and the Colts are going to be the two teams that get in in the wildcard.
2: Mm. Wow. Wow! Mm. Wow! Um, Y'all, for some reason, I think the Steelers are going to beat beat the Patriots this week. I really do. Um, I mean, I'm all for it. And and I think (laughs) I think they they're at home. They know they have to win this game. And uh, I feel like, man, you know what? I'm going to go. The Patriots going to win their division. Pittsburgh's going to win AFC North because they're going to win Sunday. I think this I think this game Sunday is really going to um, be the game changer for them, and I think they'll beat us their last game because, again, they'll have to. Um, I think the Saints will be the one game they may lose. Um, so I think Pittsburgh will get in. Um, I, Houston will win their division. Kansas City will end up winning. The Chargers will get in. And my sleeper. I think the Dolphins will end up sliding in. Whoa. Here's why. They play the Vikings and we don't know what Vikings team we're gonna get. And yep. then they end the season with the Jaguars and the Bills. Two very winnable games. The Dolphins oh, could man. win the Dolphins could win out and sneak in and get that last wildcard spot. Baltimore still has the Chargers, which will be a tough game. And then they have they finish with the Browns who the Browns, you know, if some if by some miracle Pittsburgh loses all three, the Browns will still be fighting. So, um, Mm. that could be, I'm telling Miami probably has the best route to getting there with the Colts. I don't trust that they'll beat the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are just locked and loaded and the Colts have struggled offensively the last two games. The Jaguars shut them out and then, um, they did end up beating the Texans, you know, with a good come from behind victory, but just over the last few weeks, um, to me, they haven't looked as good as they normally have been. Um, that Tennessee, out the T- Tennessee, I don't trust, um, even though they have the Giants and the Redskins, they still have the finish with the Colts. Um, Derrick Henry, by the way, good Lord, this past oh week. My gosh. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Dolphins to, uh, somehow squeak in because of their remaining three games. Um, and if I had to pick someone else, it'd probably be the Titans because they have the giant, because they have the Giants and the Redskins. Um, two very winnable games Um, I think Pittsburgh Baltimore Indy and uh, yeah those guys all have tough games coming up still so um, if the Browns were six and seven I probably would pick the Browns if they won one other game um, or six I guess they would have been six six and one
0: I would have picked the Browns but that's that Miami is probably the team I want to see least in the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be any good. in the playoffs. I don't either, Miami is think,
1: definitely the team I want to see least in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, me too. But think about it. Think
2: about this. They have three very winnable games. And think about what that will mean for their coach. They He, he may win coach of the year, honestly. If they get to the playoffs <laughs> and Ryan Tannehill, their starting quarterback, was out many of those games. They had to play the lowly Brock Osweiler um, at quarterback. Oh you know, so I'm telling y'all, do not be surprised if somehow Miami sneaks in because of these last three games.
0: Has this not been the year of to prove Colin Kaepernick's collusion? <laughs> oh my god. Brock goodness. Osweiler, yeah. Mark Sanchez, Josh yep. Johnson, Colt McCoy, Nathan Peterman. Like what is? What are we doing? Kessler. Uh, what is? Uh, whoever C.J. Nick Byron, whoever Mullins, the 49ers are playing. Hey, Nick right Mullins up. is actually good though, man. He is good. I'm not going crazy. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get signed by the Broncos this offseason and then he'll get exposed. Oh God. Again. Oh God.
1: Man, but this so, is this right. is, is great, man. I I think the thing about looking at this schedule is that everybody has meaningful games coming down the stretch, yeah, which yeah. is great. It's great and for great the NFL. for fantasy. Great for mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah. All I gotta so. say
0: it's 49ers, do what you're supposed to. What in the world? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody alright? Everybody good? All good. good. <laughs> all I gotta say is 49ers, do this right, lose. We need, we need this top pick. <laughs> okay. Who are they Who battling with? Who do you want?
1: Um the Raiders um, and oh, it's a couple uh, Cardinals. Guys.
0: And yeah, and the, the it's it's basically us, the Cardinals and the Raiders.
1: Who we do you want? You? last
0: week by winning? Huh? Who do you want? I wouldn't mind Bosa, I wouldn't mind Oliver. Uh, man, I wish we could go back in time and get Saquon Barkley. Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Ian, you guys could have had
1: Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley?
0: And Saquon.
1: <sighs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? I You, you got to give Denzel Ward a little bit more time to That's see. Cute. To that's see what he Saquon Barkley's good right now. <laughs> he's been a he's been a major player on defense. He does he, he makes a difference in his rookie year on defense. How many? He did
2: Roethlisberger twice in his first game. Yeah, I mean,
1: how, how many? How many that's DBs? How many DBs can you say that about in their first year? I don't care. Saquon Barkley's really good right now. So yeah. what? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, he, and and he even, will continue to look good. Even, but even with Eli
0: Manning as his quarterback. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's true.
0: And I
2: have to play him in fantasy. I I am not looking forward to that this week.
1: And Saint he's Clark only gonna Barkley. get better, but he's only gonna <laughs> get
0: better. Yeah. Yep. Look, 49ers, we needed to get this tank thing right. Don't ruin this. But listen, <laughs>
1: we're not feeling that bad about Nick Chubb. He's getting better. He's going to get better No, teams. Absolutely yeah, he's not. He's been good. Absolutely not. Been, yep. I mean, he's no Saquon Barkley, but yes,
0: he's been great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, real quick, let's do our picks for this week. Big game in the AFC West, Chargers at the Chiefs. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do my pick now. I'm not picking <laughs> against the Chiefs. The Chiefs win 42 to 38. All right. You guys go ahead
1: and make your picks. <laughs> Yo, uh I'm not picking against the Chiefs either. Um seeing uh Patrick Mahomes throw across his body rolling out to the right like that has I'm having nightmares. Um I don't think I'll ever be right again. I got the Chiefs winning. Uh this will be a shootout, but I'm going thirty eight thirty five. Um he's gonna do it.
2: You said thirty eight, thirty five. Yeah. All right. If Melvin Gordon is back, I'm gonna pick Chargers.
1: Mm. Um, mm.
2: If, if he's back, if he's back, if he does not play, I'm I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the Chiefs. But so my pick is twofold. If if uh, Melvin Gordon plays, I'm gonna go um, Chargers thirty one, uh, Chiefs twenty eight. But if he does not play, I'm gonna like the Chiefs um 30 and chargers
1: uh 17 it's so on
2: a semi
0: on a semi-unrelated note did y'all see the uh read option play from philip rivers last week where he it was like fourth or third and one he and he they do the read option he keeps it and he's running for the first down. I don't know who the defensive lineman is, but he basically looks like Gronk trying to take that angle. He's just going, <laughs> oh my God. he is giving giving it everything he's got, and he is going nowhere. <laughs> <Just> nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, you could just, he is giving, he's like, oh, I'm about to get this, and he just, it's like he's it's, he's running backwards. It's so sad. What's that mm-hmm.
1: conversation like when you get back to the sideline? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> what did what did what what did you see? I just need to understand what you saw. Yeah,
1: I can just imagine him sitting down and the guy next to him like, "So you you, you, you is, are, are are you good? Like you all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: All right. Next game: Cowboys at the Colts. Cowboys obviously are playing great football right now. The Colts, led by Andrew Luck, whose back must be hurting from carrying this team on on his back on his <laughs> back. Who you
1: guys got in this one? Call me prisoner of the moment. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Give us your pick. <laughs> I'm going go with the Cowboys. Um, I think that defense is just really, really underrated, um, even though they're highly rated. Anyway, uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going with them 21-6. to 6. Um. Give me the Cowboys
2: as well. Um, I think I don't want this to happen, y'all, because I'm playing against Zeke again in fantasy as well. Um, But I think he will be the X factor in this game, and Amari Cooper just has been amazing. Cowboys will be too much. I'm going to go Cowboys 27, Colts 20.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Defense playing well. They're on a hot streak. Um, Dak doing just enough. Amari Cooper has been having some some really big games lately. Um, this week was really a come-out week for him. Uh, I think the uh, Cowboys will win it. The The Colts' defense offense just isn't as consistent as it needs to be to be nope. um, a consistent winner. So I'm going to say Cowboys 27, Colts 14. Yeah. And one more big game two teams vying to win their own divisions respectively we have the patriots traveling to pittsburgh to take on the steelers who you got i said it
2: earlier uh for some reason i believe that um the steelers will get this job done uh because they know they have to they're at home um and, heck, uh, the Dolphins just beat the Patriots. So, anything is possible uh, in my Kevin Durant Anything's voice. Anything possible. Uh, I mean, in my Kevin Garnett voice, excuse me. <laughs> so, um, I think I say, Kevin Durant, good Lord, help me. <laughs>
0: um, Any, anything is so possible. I'm going to say
2: <laughs> the Steelers win 24-21 um, to 21 on a game-winning field goal. Oh,
0: specific with it.
1: Yeah, um... I don't know. I think if James Conner is back, I don't know if he is the uh, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell impressionist that we have been seeing earlier in the season. Um, Also, Gronk is now turning up for whatever reason uh, when he's not tackling. So, uh, (laughs) actually, I got the Patriots um, winning this ball game. I think it's a very good game, um, but I'm going uh, 27 to 24 Patriots. Yeah, I am going
0: to go Patriots as well. Um, I don't see them losing this one after the way they lost this past week. Um, you have two of the coaches that give the most boring press conferences when they lose. Bill Belichick, who just mumbles and says we'll do better next week. And then Mike Tomlin, who's not making any excuses. Uh, but I am I think the Patriots are going to win this one um, and put the Steelers in some real pressure to not make the playoffs. So Patriots, 24 and Steelers, 17.
1: Go Browns.
0: Go Browns. All right. Now let's go back and look at our picks from last week. Keith, how did we do?
2: Uh, first off, we all chose the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. And, um, Boom. And we were all together there. Uh, we all chose the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. Boom. And um, there was one person who happened to choose the Bears over the Rams. And I think that's why Malcolm wanted to be sure that he went over these scores. That he is the only game I remember <laughs>
0: that we picked. I mean, yeah. the game he I wanted
2: his props, and the Bears did end up pulling that off. So Malcolm was 3-0, and oh, and Ian and I were
0: 2-1. Yes. Fellas, any comments on this, the great analysis by Malcolm <laughs> last week? Any thoughts? Malcolm, you sure you ain't watching some football over there, man? <laughs> I am. I can assure you, I'm not watching any football. I'm just really good at this thing here. Uh, sure here I, we go. Yeah, I'm okay. sure Malcolm
1: is going to edit in some applause and post. All
2: right. Listen, because I can go back to some weeks we didn't talk about Malcolm's picks. You know. Uh. You know. So it's okay. He just wanted to be sure we it's did it this week. Are you?
0: Are you keeping track of all of our records for the whole year for our picks? Or just... uh, I could go
2: back and do that. I, I have them somewhere, all written down. I would just have to tally okay. them all
0: up. We should we should see who uh, who wins the picks this year. I early season those Chiefs were killing me. So,
1: yo, you. shout out to John Gruden, who was the MVP of the Chicago Bears season. <laughs>
0: Finesse God.
1: I mean, he is the Bears MVP, and yep. uh, I hope that they pay him adequately for that. And, He's already uh,
0: getting
2: 100 mil, so I mean, you know.
1: No, nah, the Bears got to chip in about 15. No, nah, the Cowboys got to chip in, too. You're right. That, that, too. Everybody make way for John Gruden out here Finesca. being being benevolent. Um, the finesse
0: guy. Y'all better, y'all better recognize the finesse guy,
1: John Gruden. I do enjoy the NFL more when Chicago is what they are now. Yep. I could care less about the Bears. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Could absolutely care less, but I'm I'm here for the finesse guy John Gruden, finessing the Raiders out of a whole bunch of money, and then getting their GM fired this week, yeah, because he can't he can't coach and Derek Carr forgot how to play quarterback. So finesse guy John Gruden, we salute you again. All right, guys, it is nearing the end of our show, but we know how we like to end it with our parting words. And give us your parting words for
1: tonight. Uh Parting words. I don't really have any. I'm not leaving y'all. <laughs> I'll be with you from the moment you leave this recording. As you go through the rest of your week, you will have me on your shoulder as a uh, as a guiding light, as a uh, word of encouragement. Mm. Uh, I'll be with you always. I'm striving to be like the Lord. What so. In the world? Uh, as you uh, yeah. as you come out of this podcast listening, just know Ian's got you. Wow. Thank you.
0: I uh don't know <laughs> what to say to any of this that just happened. No, nope, nope thanks, nothing. thanks for that, Ian. And now, Keith, give us your parting words.
2: Listen, my parting words, I want to shout out one young Amari Cooper. Mm. Thank, thank you, sir. Because right. because of you, <laughs> my fantasy team is still alive. still alive. I'm in the semifinals because you gave me almost 50 points. Yeah. They record this season. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for balling. Thank you for catching big passes. Thank you for your run after the catch. Uh, and thank you for making Dallas exciting again, even though they should have been already – If they would just give the ball to Zeke, Um, Dak Prescott still has some throws he needs to be making. Uh, He's missing some wide-open passes. But, Amari, thank you. And listen, I'm just asking you to do it again for me this week. I'm playing one of the best guys in our league. I need you to come through for it, brother. I appreciate you, sir. Salute
1: to you. I'm sorry, Keith. Amari Cooper is inconsistent. He's going to have about 23 yards this week.
2: Chill, man. Chill, man. Don't speak that negativity over my life, man.
1: Okay. You're right. I'm I sorry. Gu- I'm, I'm a guiding his, light.
2: His last three games, 38, 13, and 49. So, you yep. know, we're yep. all
1: right. I'm, I'm a guiding light. He'll he'll go beast mode. Beast mode. I'll, go Derek Henry. On him. Oh, man. Hopefully. Goodness gracious.
2: Jalen Ramsey shouldn't have had anything to say after that boy. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, just you just keep your mouth shut after that one. Just kind of. Right. Pretty <laughs> much. Just walk out of the press conference. Don't even address anybody. Um, You guys, I'm frantically searching for something to inspire me to do I'm parting words. But uh, I'm going to go to the city of Seattle. They have been without an NBA team for quite some time. oh yeah they're trying to get a new arena it looks like they're on their way to getting it and they got an nhl franchise now normally we don't talk about the nhl on this show because the nhl doesn't matter but
2: because black people don't watch hockey
0: that is also a big part of it (laughs) as well uh anyway by the way side note you guys remember the movie mighty ducks Yeah, Yeah. y'all remember when the Mighty Ducks played all these teams from Europe, and then randomly they played a team from Trinidad and Tobago? Like, why would they have a (laughs) hockey team? Makes no sense. Anyway, (laughs) who knows?
1: You don't know they ice skate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then they were like the most stereotypical Trinidad Tobago team. They scored a goal. They put out the drums, and they're dancing. Oh, god! Anyway, sorry, this is a way, way far left field take for my (laughs) parting words. But shout out to the city of Seattle, getting. Um, Hockey back Eventually they will get a basketball team back I'm excited about when they announce that the New Orleans Pelicans Will be moving to Seattle Um, Because believe it or not No one is going to the Smoothie King Arena (laughs) Nobody (laughs) Nobody nobody. (laughs) Even with Anthony Davis That arena is a third full (laughs) Um, So yeah Seattle excited for you guys Hopefully you guys will get an NBA team soon We want to see the Sonics Back in Seattle Supersonics baby Supersonics bring back KD too while you're at it anyway that is the end of our show from Cleveland Ohio it's Ian Lamont Morgan peace and love and in Cincinnati home of a new MLS franchise give it up for Keith Turner Jr
2: fire Marvin Lewis for the love of God
0: And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you for listening to the 3-in-1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Boomer Sooner.